more bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the More Bikes podcast. We've got two minutes at lunchtime, so I thought I'd grab our new editor and my new boss, incidentally, uh, Tony Carter, to tell us a little bit more about himself and all the exciting things he's got planned. Hello, hello. Um, yeah, it is lunchtime, so excuse the rattle of um, crisp packets and sandwich boxes, but uh, we thought we'd dive in and have a quick chat. Um, I've never actually been called Carlo's boss before. We've worked alongside each other for a while, and it still feels a bit weird to be. Carly's boss. To be honest, well, we yeah, Carly. Keep saying it though. No, 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 no. But to be to be fair, <laughs> I mean, you're already bossing me around, so I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. To be honest with you, but uh, yeah. Anyway, hello everybody. I'm the new editor of More Bikes. Um, what do you want to know, Carly? I think our More Bikes listeners will know that I'm kind of I'm not the the keystone of More Bikes. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> haven't been here yeah, for a, yeah. a while. You're one yeah. of our foundation stones. One of the foundation stones. I'll take that. But no, it should be fun. I mean, obviously, I've worked with you on on MSL before. Yep. Um, Tony's very into everything to do with bikes. Ridden for years, haven't you? I have. I've ridden for over 30 years now, yeah. That's longer than I've been born, Tony. Thanks very much. And I'm only, <laughs> and I'm only 28, so it's an amazing thing. <laughs> so let's jump in with probably something quite juicy. What would you say was the most embarrassing moment that you've had on a bike? Uh, oh, God. Couple if you of... can pick just one. <laughs> so many. I've been, I've been a bike journal for 21 years, so there's been a lot of embarrassing moments, unfortunately. Um... There's two that stick out. One was um, before I was a bike journey, me and my friends were riding uh, our little clutch of RGB 250s, Suzuki's. There's probably about eight of us, and we used to do this thing called the Bungie Run, where we'd go from Peterborough to Bungie in Norfolk and then back. But we would go, it would be warp factor nine riding on these little 250s. We would absolutely cane them. And we'd do it midsummer, we'd leave very early in the morning, go like <coughs> bats out of hell. And uh, we were coming back from Bungie uh, down this road and I got this corner completely wrong absolutely balls it up sat the bike up bailed on the corner locked the front up picked a gap in the hedge it was one of those sort of I'm, I know I'm going down picked a gap in the hedge next thing I knew front wheel's locked up and I found myself basically front wheel sliding skidding bolt upright so I wasn't going to fall but skidding up somebody's front path hit their front step, went up on their front step, still kept the bike upright somehow. The front door was open and I was an inch away from actually going into their house on the bike by the time I stopped. So I'm standing there shaking like a leaf you know, on the bike. I can't believe I've just got away with that. Flipped my visor up, looked left. There were two old pensioner boys <laughs> sitting in deck chairs on the lawn, sunny day, both with a can each. And I just looked like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Now back in an eyelid, this old boy must have been... 70 years old, got out of this deck chair, looks at me, goes, that's all right, boy, happens all the time. <laughs> and then he, 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 he helped me back the bike out, helped me back the bike out of the, um, of the, um, of, of his garden, fired up, carried on, met my mates. That was, that was a, a private, that was a private uh, embarrassing thing. A major work embarrassment, um, and if you, if you type my name in, Tony Carter, and then type in um, Triumph and Crash into Google, <laughs> there, there's a picture of it. But I was riding the new Rocket 3 Roadster. Um, Triumph had just made this bike, um, and we were doing a photo shoot not far from the factory. There's all sorts of Triumph people in the lay-by watching this. It was on the public road. And they were all very proud of this bike, and it was a lovely bike to ride. And they asked me to do a couple of passes. I, I did a couple of passes. It had been slightly damp 
uh, the night before on the road and I did a couple of passes and I was wearing full leathers and when I turned up Trump said to me why are you wearing full leathers this is like a cruiser and I said well you know I just thought leathers might go with this this, this shoe because it's the road stuff and uh, so I go out a couple of passes road looks damp but I do the second pass and I actually think to myself man there's more grip here than there looks so I turn around come back I know this photographer really well I know where he's going to sit and he's in a ditch, basically, so he's at, at sort of road level. His name's Gary Freeman, a brilliant photographer, a real good friend of mine. And um, I come around the corner, and I think to myself, oh, there is more there is more grip, this is great. I'm going to put 10 mile an hour on this corner and see what happens. Bear in mind, all of Triumph is standing there, a lot of Triumph is standing there, this is laid by watching. A brand new bike, and uh, I come around 10 miles an hour faster, flick it right, set the bike up, ba ba ba, on the brakes quite hard, balance it out, ba, lay it into the left. And as I pitch it into the left, the front wheel slides. And as the front wheel pushes, I remember thinking to myself, oh no. And the bike goes over onto too much lean angle. The left exhaust hits the floor. I feel it hit the floor as I'm trying to correct it. It's running probably about 60 mile an hour, 70 mile an hour. And uh, the, the left exhaust hits the floor, picks the back wheel up off the floor. And at that point, my brain just says, get off. So I let go with my right hand, lift my right leg up fall off the inside, me and the bike slide into this grass bank, and the bike is something like 324k, and we slid a long way straight into the grass bank, and um, yeah, you'd think that was probably the end of my day, but Triumph were great, they came over, um, one of the guys at Triumph gave me a right rollicking, and quite rightly so, because I rode like an absolute tit, it was my fault, he came over, gave me a rollicking, and then it was a nice place, said, can you still ride? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And actually, I did a couple of ribs, but didn't realise it at the time. And I said, yeah, yeah, I can ride, I can ride. Was that and just you trying to tell people how brave you are? No, oh, no, I just no. had a few broken ribs and I carried on. No, 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 because <laughs> what happened was, it, actually, in the fall, I slid, stopped. And Jane on the rugby, um, who you might remember, she's the ex-gladiator, brilliant girl, great test rider, she was there as well. I love Jane. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's just the most beautiful girl. And she comes running over, she had tears rolling down Aww. her face. And I remember as I'm standing up, she said to me, oh my God, you slid so far, you slid so far. And then she hugged me. And at that point, that's what, yeah. And Jane, who's an ex-gladiator, yeah. she's in the film Gladiator. Gym, yeah, she's in the gym. She's body. amazing. What, she's six, 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 seven, something like that. She's beautiful. Yeah. And she just gave me this massive bear hug. Oh. That's when I knew I'd done a couple of ribs. Because that was my painful bit of the crash. Um, so yeah, 10 minutes later, I was riding the, another bike that Triumph had provided for me, turned up in a van, and 10 minutes later, we were riding to Brunton Court Proving Ground to do some top oh. speed runs. And i got to say, you know, the embarrassment was massive, and once that started to ebb away, I then realised that I was in a bit of a mess, and then had to go to a hospital to get checked out, but uh, just it's, ridiculous. But to do that in front of the Triumph, massively yeah. embarrassing, you know. And like you say, they're standing there admiring this bike yeah. that they've worked years in developing. This is the launch, this is the big moment, and then you just come and then I appear <laughs> on my, skidding around yeah, the corner. I might ask with the bike, you know, sparking all over the place. It was just... Oh. Um, so, obviously, you've been lucky enough to ride a gazillion bikes yeah. all over the world. Yeah. You've recently been over in Australia, as yeah. if we didn't know. For those who, who weren't anywhere near our office, although if you're in a five-mile radius, you might have heard Tony talking about his trip to Australia. Uh, he went and test rode the new R1. Yeah. Um, what track was it on? It was at Eastern Creek, which is Eastern the one just Creek. near Sydney. Um, 
So yeah, he gets all the glamorous jobs. I'm here slaving away in the office. Yeah, but we should point out, I mean, what happened on the launch? What did I do? Well, I wasn't going to mention it. I was going to be really nice. Well, Tony crashed again. Yeah, I crashed the R1 in uh, Eastern Creek. Um, Would you say this one was your fault as well? Absolutely my yeah. fault, yeah. Let's, I let's can, face I can, it. I know, can see uh, an ongoing theme. There's an awful lot of test riding <coughs> that can happens. You, can oh. you hear that little noise? Yeah, it sounds like a mouse. There's a mouse somewhere in it. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, it's quite scary. Yeah, you know, test riding is um, the part. The point of test riding, certainly on track, you get on a new superbike, and um, some lads want to just chase lap times. Some of the testers want to chase lap times, and that way they can they can get a development feel for the bike. I tend not to chase lap times. What I tend to do is go full lean and then see what the electronics are like mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And my own stupid fault: uh, too much lean on the R1. And I'd taken the traction control down a few levels and then tried to ask too much of it. Yeah. I was trying, what I was trying to find out was at what point does the bike's electronics not be very useful? Because the bike is amazing. The bike is, honestly, I know people might listen to this and go, yeah, electronics. Back in my day, we didn't have electronics. Well, back in my day, we didn't have electronics. Um, but this thing is incredible. Slight control systems, anti-wheelie, all this malarkey. You can genuinely feel and pretend that you are Jorge Lorenzo or Valentino Rossi. As long as you're doing it in your own head, as you're coming out of the corner at Eastern Creek, that's fine. And it's just superb. And I, I took the traction down too low and I had too much lean angle. I cracked the, I cracked the throttle and uh, I didn't have enough tyre underneath me. Mm-hmm. We've actually got a great picture that we will put up on more bikes at some point. Um, of Because again, the whole sequence was called by a photographer. And this system pulses 150 times a second underneath you and we've got a great picture where you can see a massive black line coming off the back of the bike because I'm just losing control but it's like dotted a dotted mm-hmm. line where the traction's cutting in so it's slide no slide slide no slide slide no slide and I've got the bike on my knee and I'm just like at that point I knew I was in trouble because I could feel the back start mm-hmm. to go but the the electronics were still trying to save me but you know it just proves that no matter how much you rely on electronics if you ride like an absolute dick which <laughs> I was doing at that point no electronic going <clears> to <throat> save you. Mm. You're, if you cock up, you cock up, and you, you know you're an idiot if you don't put your hands up and say, "Look, my fault entirely." Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was out there riding that, and the R1M, which is the race kit version or the better suspension version, and the XJR 3000, yeah. which is a bare bones, genuine custom style old retro bike. It's 20 years old, and they haven't really changed it very much, other than the styling um, of it and a few geometry changes. But to go from the XJR to the R1 and then the R1M was fantastic because yeah. it really gave us a real feel for all types of bikes. The type of bike <coughs> I grew up on, XJR 1300, no electronics, no whiz bangs, onto the height state of the art thing mm-hmm. at the moment on the R1. So obviously having ridden so many different types of bikes, what would you say, could you pick one favourite or is there kind of a, a group of them? Um, it all rather depends on what type of bike. Um, I've been unbelievably lucky in this job as has most... Um, professional bike journey those that have been around as long as, as I sort of have not to make myself sound too much like I'm in my dotage but <laughs> I've ridden Grand Prix bikes World Super Bikes British Super Bikes and they're immense they're amazing um, I've ridden an NSR 500 V4 factory bike totally blew my mind <coughs> excuse me um, choking on sandwich choking on sandwich <laughs> um, in fact that bike I stayed out on track I got the inboard and uh, it was a very naughty thing to do. Is that the one? Yeah, you just carried on, didn't I you? I carried on. <laughs> they said, right, you have four laps. So you have yeah. an out lap, two decent laps, and then an in lap. 
And I was like, yeah, fine, fine. And it was just me on, out on this thing. It was like a private test and they invited me along. And I went out and uh, they, kept, they put the board out. And uh, I just kept, as I came past on lap four, I, I don't know why to this day, well I do. I shook my head and I stayed out. And uh, I stayed out till I ran out of fuel and then I started pushing it back in. And as I pushed it back in, the mechanics of the team came hurtling at me and I honestly thought I was going to get punched because um, they thought I'd crashed because yeah. they would get more and more angry that I stayed yeah. out. And don't get me wrong, I know it was bad and I shouldn't have stayed out, but oh The thing God. is though, when you get opportunities like that, you, there's always that little devil inside that goes, I don't want to come in yet, yeah, I want to play is, some more. This yeah. is the end of it. Yeah. And uh, they came running up and I, and I immediately just left and let the bike came. They were a foreign team. I let the bike came to my behind leg. the bike. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no gas, no gas, no gas. And they were all scowling at me, got the yeah. bike like it was their baby and sort of, you know, hurried yeah. it off. Getting changed in the um, in the truck afterwards. The team boss had gone absolutely crazy at me, quite rightly so. And uh, I was getting out my leather in the team truck, and the boss came in, uh, and he had another go at me and walked out, slammed the door. I just thought I'm in serious trouble now. I shouldn't mm. have done that. About ten minutes later, he comes in and he's still angry. He says to me, "Why you do this? Why you do this? Why you stay?" And I just looked at him and went, "For me," and this is like you know pigeon Italian. Yeah. I was like, "For me." When you say in, the dream is over, so yeah. I stay out because the dream continued. And he, he went quiet for a second and he put his arm around me, gave me a hug, he went, I do the same. And then oh. it was great. They made me hoover the, hoover the garage afterwards, yeah. which was my penalty. And none of the mechanics talked to me for two days, but apart from that. That's worth it though. Worth Those it for, extra laps. Worth it for about 10 more laps on an NSR 500. I've also ridden YZR 500s, I've ridden World Superbikes, um, Neil McKenzie's Cadbury Boost Bike. Uh, was probably the sweetest one out of all of them that I got to ride. See what I did there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, I should, should be, be a journalist. Should be a journalist. Um, that, was, that was just beautiful. Um, I got a full morning on that at Cartagena. Um, and what most, most people, you know, most of these race tests, you actually get four or five laps, that's all. Mm. So you can't really find out very much unless, you know, unless you're an exceptionally talented rider. I don't class myself in that category, but, but you know, you try and learn what you can in four or five laps. But um, <coughs> Rob Mack was running the Cadbury Boost team at the time and he basically let me go out on Neil's T1 bike, so his actual number wow. one bike at Cartagena and um, I had all morning on it and it was absolutely brilliant and Neil came out on his spare bike and I was out with Chris Walker, excuse me, Ian McPherson, all sorts of riders out there and uh, Macca, you know, Neil McKenzie, Hizzy was out there, it was just, it was like for a race fan, it was like mm. a dream, it was That's a genuine true, pinch yeah. me moment and I'm riding Neil's bike. <laughs> And it was going so well, and I took something like 22 seconds off my lap times, mm -hmm. and the guys were just in the bike. Gave me full morning on it. It was unbelievable. Wow. Came into the pit lane. I had 18 teams there. Nobody really knew me at the time, um, and Rob was, like, coaching me around. And uh, I came in, and Rob pointed where he wanted me to stop in the pit lane. I was also happy with myself, flipped my visor up, touched the front brakes. Of course, the race brakes. It was a bit dusty. It went, <laughs> dum 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 and fell oh. on its side. Um, so the bike was on its side, <laughs> revving its nuts off. It was the perfect way to end it if you want to look like a complete dick in yeah. a pit lane. Um, <laughs> I broke a footrest. Um, oh, no. The boys, the boys presented me with a footrest on a wooden plinth. Oh, um, nice at the end, and my, my timesheet at the end just said "ouch," which <laughs> was, which is quite nice. Sweetie. But that that was a great bike. Road bikes for me, are one of my all time favourites, and I genuinely think this is one of the best bikes out there at the moment. Is a Ducati Diavel. Mm -hmm. Brilliant bike can do anything, absolutely anything. Whatever you think about that bike, it will do 180 degrees the opposite, and it will do it well. So mm -hmm. if you look at it and you think, oh, you can't tour on that, you really can. It's comfortable. Yeah. 
if you look at it and think, well, it won't turn because of that massive rear tyre, it mm -hmm. actually turns. If you look at it and think, well, it's just going to be a ploddy cruiser engine, it goes like a world superbike. It's got a world superbike front end and it's comfortable mm -hmm. and it can really hustle and it's great. And I really like that bike very much. <clears throat> um, so I've, I've had five really RGB it, yeah. 250s. I've got my RGB 250 special. I'm building a YZR 500 special. Um, it's very hard, you know, my RM250 crosser was great, my KX250 crosser was great. It's so hard to pick a, a, a favourite, but my all-time favourite would have to be an RGV250 because I've mm -hmm. owned so many of them and I've, I've invested a lot of time and money into my own specials. So mm -hmm. Probably that, RGV. Okay. <laughs> to answer a question with 15 types of bikes. <laughs> but I'll settle on yeah. an RGV250 because yeah, okay. it was such a formative bike for me as a kid, you know, growing up, really learning. I think RGVs, because they had such a short power band, um, you know, they're only a little 250, the brakes were good, the handle was great. And uh, I'm a big two-stroke fan. In fact, um, when I was doing uh, when I was doing like um, the Eurosport stuff with and uh, Sky Sports with uh, BSB and World Superbikes, uh, James Whitham and I, we'd always get into trouble because we'd head off to where the ICGP, <laughs> the two-stroke boys, were doing for the classic Grand Prix races. And the producer would always be going crazy at us because he would find us in Park Ferme with those boys while they're warming up their bikes. <laughs> And we were there just getting hits of two-stroke yeah. coming out of the back of these bikes. Yeah, you know, just saw something on Facebook the other day, and it was a candle that smells of two-stroke. No. Yeah. No. I did. I saw it. I don't know whether it was real or whether somebody had just made because obviously I couldn't smell it, but whether somebody had made a label. But it was a candle, and it had a two like it was like meant to smell like two-stroke. If somebody's made that as a fake yeah. thing, then they are scumbags <laughs> of the highest order. <laughs> but if someone's made it as a real thing, then definitely send us one. I want and one. Then we'll, yeah. Oh please, yes. Uh, that would be fantastic that would be cool wouldn't it because everybody always because I think there's something else on Facebook and it's like this puppy that's smiling or something it's like my face when I'm passed by a two stroke yeah yeah, yeah 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 well this this might sound a bit too far but when when we were kids on two, <laughs> on two strokes no, what, should, we, I, should we pause it and no then... <laughs> no that's fine because I had an RD350 then I had a, a, an RG250 then RGVs came along and I was, I was away on those but we used to actually you'd end up going round a roundabout it sounds silly to get your knee down it's quite a thing back then um, PB were pushing this knee down thing. So we'd go around, we'd go and get our knee down, but the nicest thing about it was you were doing laps, so you were smelling mm. your own two strokes because yeah. you were coming around. <laughs> I ran Casper TTS fully synthetic, and uh, if, if anyone out there is a two stroke note, you'll know the smell of that. It was evocative. So you come around, you get a big lungful of your own two stroke. It was, it was a happy Sunday. So we can kind of ascertain from what we've talked about. You used to edit MSL. Yep. You've ridden bikes all over the world. Yep. Crashed a few of them all over the world. Occasionally. Nearly ended up in somebody's house when you were younger on a bike. Yeah. So you've tried stunts. <laughs> and you used to ride riding round and round around about to smell your smell own oil. Smell my own smell. Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> how exciting. No, in all seriousness, though, are you excited to work on more bikes? Because we've got a good thing going on and we've got some great people that visit the website and obviously... For some reason, listen to our <laughs> listen yeah, to well, our podcasts. But look, I'll be I'll be honest with you, Carl. It's um, when uh, Morton said to me, "Look, are you interested? We'd we'd like to try this." I jumped at it. I, I basically bit their arm off because I really like more bikes. I really like the community on there, and I've been reading it for a while. <clears> and I, what I like about it is it's more it's more real world. You know, I mean, I used to work I used to work for some of the biggest names you know in motorcycle publishing. <laughs> But what I like about more bikes more than anything is it's, it's real world. It's the guys who I see out when I'm riding and I talk to them and you know you interact with them. And it's just it's got a real brilliant community. I like all the interaction. I find what a lot of people are saying very funny. There's some very intelligent people out there who are in the more bikes community. 
and they really know their biking stuff, but also there's the people who don't really know their biking stuff that, mm-hmm. I, that I find fascinating. Because, <clears throat> you know, we remember what it was like when we were getting into bikes. It can be a bit hard to sort of penetrate this world. We can be a little bit cliquey as motorcyclists. Mm-hmm. We don't mean to be. You just find the tribe that you feel happy with and sort of slot into it. But I like that. I like the whole spread of it. And what we're definitely going to try and do is up the rate of video that we're doing. So we give people stuff to watch. I want to make the app a little bit more... Um, a little bit more um, content heavy mm-hmm. uh, and update it a little bit more frequently if we can. These are all grand plans at the moment, so we'll see how much of this can come off. Just in case people don't know and they don't get the app already, the More Bikes app is a weekly app and it's available for free on all. Is it iOS? Because yeah. it's not available on Android yet. That's right, yeah. We know it's not available on Android, <laughs> so stop telling us because it's in development and it will be soon. Yes, and that's, that's <laughs> the, but that's another great thing. Hopefully, when we can get yeah. it out on Android, it will it will go much further then as well. So more video content, eh? More video content. <laughs> Is that which, with helmets on, please? Uh, well, it involves, well, I'm, you know, as much as I might be a camera hog, um, <laughs> I don't want it to be about me being a camera hog. I want the video content to basically reflect what we get to do as part of our jobs. We, we know, we do genuinely know how lucky we are to do what we do. Yeah. Um, I keep thinking that someday someone's going to walk in and just go, I'm sorry, we, this is your actual job. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same, you know, I, before I became a bike journal, I was a chef, and, you know, I tell everybody that because I am absolutely convinced that one day one of my old head chefs is going to come in and go, ah, here you are, we've been looking for you. Back to the <laughs> kitchen. For years. Yeah, back to the kitchen, scumbag, and off I go. So, um, all jokes aside, we genuinely do know how lucky we are to do this. You know, we've, got, we've been given some incredible opportunities, and we have to grab them with both hands. But I want to, what I want to do is I want to sort of show that mm-hmm. without, it's going to be so hard to do it and not come across as, oh, here we are, I'm in Africa, I'm in Australia, I'm in America, and not sound like it's boasting. It's yeah. not the case, it's just the case of, crikey, look, we're just like you, mm-hmm. and this is the first ride on this bike, and hopefully that'll come across. I, uh, right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky tightrope to walk, so not sound like you're just being a complete arse. I hope we, I hope we don't, mm-hmm. but I want, to, I want to up the amount of video content I just want to get people more involved. Yeah, I was going to say, like the what I've really liked is when people review their gear for us yes. and they tell us what they think. And, and if people want to submit video reviews, then brilliant. If yes. they want to submit written reviews, it'll all go on the site. It's brilliant. And it's, and it's nice to get their experiences as well. Absolutely, because you know, if I want to buy something, I will ask people who own it. I won't go on a company's website yeah. and look at reviews they've selected and posted yeah. on there for the obvious reason. But if I know somebody who's got something, I will ask them mm-hmm. questions about it. And if they really like it, I'll yeah. go and buy them. Um, and I'll, I'm hoping people will do that as well. And I know it's something that you and I have already talked about, Carl, that hopefully we can do that with our kit. We mm-hmm. do it as a video thing, saying, yeah. well, I've got this, I've done this, I've done this. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I've got quite a bit of crashed kit <laughs> that I can, uh, I can review. Um, but yeah, it's that sort of thing. And the more community feel that we can get to more bikes, you know, we're a great bunch of people as mm-hmm. motorcyclists. And the more bikes people seem to be a great bunch of people within that clique of yeah. motorcyclists. And there's some funny buggers out there. Um, <laughs> Ian? Yeah, Ian Webb. Ian <laughs> Honestly, that guy, I can't watch him without nearly crying. I can't think about him without laughing. I know that sounds really rude, and Ian will love this. Basically, Ian does a range of informational videos. Informational. And he, <laughs> and he kindly... He also kind of does, like, rewrites of songs. Mm-hmm. So he's done more about Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. where they tried to make him eat a kebab instead of <laughs> making him go to rehab. But anyway, but hopefully we'll get Ian involved in, in some of our features as well. But if you haven't seen him, because he's very, very funny. 
So well, that's what I'm talking about. That's, he, the, that's he, the whole feel for it. He did a review of Motorcycle Monthly as well. And if, oh, he kept going, it's free. And all this for free. And then he was like, Carly Ann Smith did a review of uh, ladies' jackets. Now, I don't read many reviews for ladies' jackets. <laughs> but no, he's funny. Um, but no, we'll, uh, we'll have to put the link on so we'll you put, can have we'll a look at the, it. Yeah, we'll get the link on. And uh, if you haven't seen him, have a look because he's very funny. <laughs> but the only reason I'm talking about Ian is because for me... He is like the epitome of what's great about motorcycling. Mm-hmm. He enjoys it. He's out on it every weekend. He even got Ian's last name is Webb, and he calls his bike Mrs. Webb. That's how much he loves it. <laughs> I, I'm not going down that dark alley. It's just yeah, like we'll leave that there, one. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's that sort of thing. So but I want to no. get people involved. We want to do more video, um, and I want to keep the content going. Uh, you know, John did a fantastic job with it, and it's the pressure is on me to maintain that. Yes, and, it is. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, you know, right from the start, I just want to, you know, I just want to sort of carry it on in the same vein as John left it, and mm-hmm. uh, where we can, we're going to bring some new stuff in and see if yeah. it works. If it doesn't, I know the more bikes people will tell me it's not working, mm-hmm. we can change very quickly. So, fingers crossed, it'll all be good. But at the heart of it is motorcycles, and you can't get better than that. Exactly. Well, on that note, we shall leave it. So that was our quick 10-minute interview, <laughs> which has now turned into 24 minutes well, uh, with Tony. We'll let him eat the rest of his sandwich, and that's. Ciao for now. See you later. Bye. So for your daily dose of motorcycling, visit morebikes.co.uk or like us on the Facebook page for some funny pictures. You sound very professional <laughs> doing that. Now I'm going to ruin this by saying, uh, what was I meant to say? Where am I meant to go now? Podcast. Podcast, now. that's it, right. We're going to do future podcasts, so make sure you uh, catch us for that. If you do like the podcast, then give us a rating on iTunes, please, because every little helps, and we'll see you there. bikes.co.uk